0: I've got a European Union that's still going strong. I've got an inconstant
1: wind. Mm.
0: And welcome to Date Hello. Fight. It's the show that takes great moments that occurred on this day in history and pitches them against each other.
1: He's Jake Yap, I'm Nat Tavly, and together we have trolled through the supermarket of time to present with you... Uh, I, don't know, I said the, dented dented some cans,
0: the best cans, uh, the best bargain, reduced yes. coleslaw, it doesn't matter, <laughs>
1: let's just get on with it. The finest brain food available. Essentially, we've chosen some things and we're going to talk to you about them and you're going to pick what's best, because you are the judge. Oh yeah, I forgot about that bit.
0: Yesterday was an interesting uh, one because you won again and I had Thank to you. do the forfeit. Yes. Uh, and so perhaps before we have round one, mm. perhaps perhaps we should have my forfeit song. Would you like that? Because you decided yes. I'd love that to the hear loser that. had to write a song. I'd love which to. Which seems unfair because I don't think you're ever going to have to write a song. <laughs> That's why I picked
1: something I so, can't do.
0: <laughs> well, here's my... So not, well, I think history will judge me fairly unfavourably for this one. Here we
1: are. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry that I lost also sorry that I'm a middle-aged British white man rapping. It was the only music I had to hand. Here we go. Don't bother, listen to me. History, it's a mystery. you all be dissing me. It was my only B at GCSE. I'd have been straight A's if it weren't for Mrs. Tweedy. <laughs> Don't know my queens and kings. <laughs> Don't know about Things not being rude about the Tudors. I know as much about them as Lucy Lou does. That's not to say that Lucy Lou is stupid or anything. It was the only name that rhymed I should have picked something like V.E. Day Then I could have chosen someone like Vernon Gay Sorry,
1: thanks, bye Did you love it? I did love it. I loved it more than I can (laughs) tell you. I loved it so much I am speechless with love. What was your favourite bit? Oh, I loved the bit where you were singing. That was my favourite bit.
0: Right, there was no singing.
1: You Uh, you are absolutely busted. You haven't heard it.
0: Let's press on. (laughs) Round one!
1: Let's go to the 3rd of February 20... Oh, happy St Belinda's Day, by the way, everyone. Thank you. Well done on making it through another St Belinda's Day. Um, Let's go to the 3rd of February 1960, when Harold Macmillan stood up in Cape Town to give a speech to the South African Parliament and said... The wind of change is blowing through the continent. Whether we like it or not, the growth of national consciousness is a political... fact. Did he say it like that? (laughs) He did. He he left that really big pause between political and fact because he wanted the people of South Africa to guess whether he was going to say it was good that there were black national movements or bad. And he went with, it's good. Uh, This was a big change of policy for the Conservatives. Previously, they'd been opposed to any um, de-imperialisation, to any ex-colonies getting their independence, but this was Macmillan saying essentially we are going to give up our colonies in Africa over the next ten years and the people of South Africa couldn't have been more angry about it. Well, some of them. The people who were in charge of Africa. The Prime Minister at the time was um, Dr Henrik Verond, and uh, he was apparently pale with rage and shock at hearing this. Harold Macmillan was so nervous saying it he had trouble turning the pages. Uh, and it... Oh, is that why you went political? Yeah.
0: It was turning the page. Yeah, he didn't yeah, know yeah, what it yeah, yeah. he
1: written it on the other side. Political, m- m- licks
0: fingers, t- puts it on the corner of the yeah. page.
1: Oh, fact, it's a fact. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Travesty. Oh, OK, oh. fact, fact. <laughs> uh, Lord Kilmure from here said, few utterances in recent history have had more grievous consequences. Um, uh. except Unless, of course, you're one of the people who was a resident of Africa, for which it had generally beneficial co- uh, consequences in that you didn't have to be ruled by the British anymore. Not that those who came after them were always particularly spectacular, but um, it did mean that uh, this particular speech meant that the South Africa left the Commonwealth and became a republic the next year. They removed the Queen as their head of state because they felt that we weren't giving them enough support. Um, and it led to the beginning of the Monday Club... I don't know if you, those of you who were alive throughout oh, the 90s oh remember dear. the Monday Club, which was... Oh, dear. <laughs> this was a neo-fascist organisation, wasn't Not it? Not quite. It was sort of the hard right of the Parliamentary Conservative Party. So it was like the ERG was up until the late 1990s. But they were they were a big thing during... Oh. Um, uh, Thatcher's governments. It's, it's not the Springbok Club. The Springbok Club is the fascist group you're thinking of, at which many people like Neil Hamilton and Jacob Reesbog have appeared and given speeches. But um, wow, the Monday Club was the... Uh, an, uh, affiliated with the Conservative Party, and it was associated with, let me just see... Yes. Opposition to... <laughs> it's a political... Disaster! <laughs> <laughs> so it made the emboldened and organised the hard right of the Conservative Party, but led to liberation movements being successful in Africa for the period of the 60s. And that's why I'm saying Harold Macmillan's Winds of Change speech in 1960 was the best thing ever to have happened on the 3rd of February.
0: Uh, in my blissful ignorance in my youth, in my 20s. Hmm. I concluded that it was silly to go out on a Friday night and get really drunk and then spend the rest of the weekend recovering because that was your free time and you were squandering it, recovering from a hangover. So me and a few friends concluded that the sensible thing to do was to go out on a Monday night and get completely wrecked (laughs) and then recover on the company dime. Oh, yeah. I was a great employee. Uh, And so we formed... Monday Club. Ooh. And that was the idea, was that you were going out and you were going hard or you were going home. Uh, and then I discovered uh, that there was already a, a Monday Club yeah. and I very
1: quickly disbanded. It.
0: <laughs> also because well, you, being at work and trying to d- recover from a hangover was
1: so painful. <laughs> Jake, have you, uh, you done those emails for me, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no? Again? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems like every Tuesday so, your work takes a real dive, mate. I don't want to come yeah, across as, you know, okay. sorry, the bad guy,
0: but... Sorry, yeah, OK, I can't remember. <laughs> um, right, do you want me to go one year forward from your 1960 or two years back? Oh, let's go one year forward. OK, 1961, it's the 3rd of February, and an aeroplane takes off. Ah, uh, yes. And effectively doesn't land. I mean, it does land,
1: of course. <laughs> Pieces of it landed.
0: But an aircraft of this nature remains airborne constantly 24 hours a day for the next 30 years. Yes, this is Operation Looking Glass, and it was called Looking Glass because this plane had the ability to mirror the command and control functions of the underground command post at Strategic Air Command. Tell me when I've said the word command too many times. No, I love it. Command headquarters. Each time is more around. So the idea was... The idea was uh, if the balloon went up and the Ruskies sent the missiles over and continental America started exploding, there would be a plane in the air that could coordinate and organize and initiate a retaliatory strike. This plane had control of all the missiles and all the bombs and everything. Mm. And it was in the air. Constantly for thirty wow. years, uh, it still it still runs like there's still there's always one kind of on the apron ready to go. Yeah, and it is sometimes airborne, but not constantly now. Mm. And uh, they had some amazing technological. Th- I mean, it's kind of awful and shocking and sinister and weird, but um, they could communicate with the nuclear submarines. Yeah, which is quite hard to do Ooh, because how did they do that. You can't yeah. do it with a little. You know, like a, uh, like the old mobile phones of the late 80s, early 90s mm. that were sort of the size of a brick and had one of those stubby little aerials. Yeah. Um, you need quite a substantially a bigger aerial than that to penetrate through the seawater and contact a submarine. Right. So they had a trailing wire antenna that would come out the back of the plane. Guess how long it was. I love Ooh. doing this to you. I don't know why I do
1: this to you. Why do I do this to you? Uh, four inches. <laughs>
0: Thank you. I appreciate because you know, but I'm basically trying to coerce you into saying, oh, I don't know, a foot. Yeah. Exactly. Or four inches. Like, it's, I, it's coercion. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Two and a half miles long. What? I
1: know. Surely there can't be an antenna that long. How, so Hang on, when they go to land, they have to sort of very carefully <laughs> drape the antenna, go to land for two and a half miles to lay the antenna out there, behind there
0: would be one guy just winding it around his hand, yeah. going, I can't feel my fingers. i God I can't feel my fingers.
1: <laughs> Did we think about doing a one and a half mile one long antenna? Because this one's really getting on my nerves. <laughs> well oh, that's brilliant. Anyway, that's it. It's that. <laughs> To Blythe Danner. She was in Meet the Parents and It's Less Good Sequels. Also, happy birthday to Pretty Boy Floyd, the American gangster and bank robber who is. He was just robbed banks, but he was quite famous and people liked him and called him Pretty Boy, despite the fact, you know, he's got one of those olden days photographs. He doesn't look that hot. (laughs) But would you, like, would you though? Yeah, of course I would, but not. I wouldn't be enthusiastic about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Right, right, right. You wouldn't be bragging,
1: like. Guess who I Pretty boy Floyd. Um, in the back of my cab. <laughs> happy birthday to Warwick Davis, the only watchable bit of Life is Short. <laughs> happy <laughs> death day to... Don't tag him in it. Don't tag him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to hear more of him, of course, he was in, I think, the 8th of November episode. We had a special appearance by um, the person in question uh, who does search for his own name on the internet. Uh, happy death day to... <laughs> the music. Happy Death Day to the music. This, of course, is the day the music died, but I think by the sounds of it, Jake's going to tell you more about that in a minute, so I'm going to move on. Happy Death Day to... I'm not. you not? Are you? What? No. No. The day the music died. Well, of course, today, on to this day in the 1959, Buddy Holly, Richie valance and the Big Bopper failed to get off a plane, which is what I thought Jake would be dealing with. Um, I, I left it alone. It. That's a very Jake story. He can make...
0: You thought, yeah, he'll do that. Well, I've got these for you. I can do, you know, heavyweight <laughs> tricky international <laughs> political stuff all right I didn't, I didn't just go for buddy holly because oh that's an instant tearjerker i'm not some cynical <laughs> i'm not trying to milk it the way you are
1: nat is your last one about a dog i'm so tired of writing songs about how much i've lost <laughs> diphtheria dog come on um, happy death day to john of Gaunt, who did the this scepter speech and there's a terrible person uh, all round. happy death day to uh, swain forkbeard king of where do you think he was king of uh the isle of Wight, england oh. swain forkbeard king of all england he was the son of swain bluetooth and the father of clute and the grandfather of half clute um <laughs> i do love that <laughs> um and that's it that's the death days I thought, when you said, do you want me to go a year forward or a year backward from 1960, I went, oh, well, he's definitely done that one. It's He's going to give us a lovely list of made-up songs by The Big Bopper and Buddy Holly and Richie Valens. But you no, didn't. But they no. all died today. No. By getting on a plane, the wrong plane. Yeah. In fact, Buddy Holly had, they were meant to be on a bus, but they were on the bus on this tour, and people kept getting frostbite in their fingers and toes. Because I don't know if you remember buses back then. I remember getting the school bus in the 80s in the winter, and it was hot. It was no colder, no warmer inside than it was outside. Um, So Buddy Holly went, It's so cold, I'm hiring a plane. And they crashed, and that was the end of that. That was the day the music died. It was. 3rd of February, 1959.
0: Yes, I wasn't going one year back, I was going two years back.
1: Oh, you're going two years back. All right. Do it then. Go two years back.
0: OK. And I've got... Because I think some people think I'm some, you know, ditzy... I'm just here, you know, for sex appeal. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I, I can do the heavyweight stuff. Okay. 1958, yeah. 3rd of February, founding of the Benelux Economic Union. Ooh, nice. Which was effectively a prototype for the European Economic Community, which, of course, became the European Union. Mm. Benelux, yes. Now I've heard about that before and I sort of thought it sounds like a 1950s cleaning product. <laughs> and I didn't I suppose if I'd sat down and yeah. thought it's the this is one of those facts that when I say it everyone will go, yes. uh, yeah. Yeah. But no will. one actually sat down and really thought about it. It's just that it makes sense. So it's it's just the first yeah. few letters of Belgium, mm-hmm. the Netherlands ben- and Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Yeah. It sounds like a a vacuum cleaner company.
1: Yeah. It's when you learn that and a product Benelux name was actually 200. yeah a product name was actually an acronym and you never knew yeah so not that I can think of one
0: so what they did was they all got together and decided hey we should probably cooperate and we should put an end to customs barriers and we should have free movement of people and goods and services mm. and we should integrate economically this sounds like a good idea and they were the first people to do it in Europe since the Second World War yeah and they thought you know this is this is a great idea they launched the Schengen process ooh. Uh, which came into operation in 1985. They did some some really great uh, things, and they're still going strong. Doesn't sound
1: like it. Uh, it. Sounds like they did some pretty awful things. Jake, some things that we are now freed from the tyranny of. Listen, mate. No one is more. Listen, I,
0: I really like li- <laughs> our friends in Europe. Right, I've got nothing against our friends in Europe. Although I do applaud. <laughs> the managing director of Weber spoons for banning all foreign alcohol in his pub having said we've got nothing against our friends in Europe.
1: Yeah. My favourite is Monsieur Barnier because I get to call him Monsieur Barnier. Tarara All right, what's yours? <laughs> I'm Monsieur Barnier. Um, 3rd of February 1783. Mine is completely different, Jake. It has nothing to do with any of that. Mine is about the Americans. After the Revolutionary War, in which they had chosen to leave the Union of Great Britain and its islands and go out on its own, they ran out of money. They didn't have any cash, because all the European people they traded with declined to offer them any credit, because they were a small, new country with whom they didn't have any established contact. So America ran out of money in 1783. Uh, Taxes were still collected in cash, and merchants still wanted cash, because no one was extending them any credit. But... Most of the people who lived in America were subsistence farmers who didn't have access to any cash. So they started um, to, essentially, they started to hate uh, court officials and anyone who was there to try and get cash out of them. There was a countrywide shortage of um, cash, and they started rebelling. So in 1783, there was a precursor, which was uh, a mob seizing property taken by a local constable and redistributing it amongst themselves, and... Um, There was a speech by someone who said, I have been greatly abused, have been obliged to do more than my part in the war, been loaded with class rates, town rates, continental rates, all rates. I've been pulled and hauled by sheriffs, constables and collectors and had my cattle sold for less than they were worth. The great men are going to get all we have and I think it is time for us to rise and put a stop to it and have no more courts, no sheriffs, nor collectors, nor lawyers. Um, So they started setting fire to things and stealing stuff back from tax collectors and courts every time um, courts and sheriffs and things took things from them. Um, This went on for four years, until the 3rd of February 1787, when General Ben Lincoln... It got so bad that General Benjamin Lincoln had to actually take... An armed force, because there was no Continental Army at the time, had taken armed force to put them down. He marched through the night with his private militia army and crushed the rebels. Who, well, essentially they weren't crushed because there were a lot of armed people and very few rebels. But um, that's what happens when you leave a large bureaucratic entity that you don't like to set out on your own. And that is of no relevance today whatsoever. <laughs> don't want off cash, kids. If you've got some cash, keep it near you.
0: Wasn't really listening.
1: not so, <laughs> really interested. No. Uh, yes. But it was really
0: great, and I, I know you're going to pick up loads of votes for that one, mate. Yeah.
1: Shays' Rebellion. Probably. It's good.
0: Uh, you can vote for the stories that you think were the and best, Lux. and we will announce yes. uh, the winner on Sunday's we show. Will. Why don't you go to
1: uh, at date underscore fight on Twitter, or go on Facebook and go to facebook.com forward slash date fight.
0: Yes, and we will see you tomorrow for another bout. Our bloodied faces punched yes. to a pulp. <laughs> see you then, my god. We're brokenly hugging each other. Punch faces. <laughs> Just yeah. so grateful that we've both stopped. Good. Alright, yeah. see you then. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye.